Salmon River Country. I'm Mike Palmer. I'm the pastor at Salmon Valley Baptist Church, and it is great to be with you today on KSRA Radio. And as always, I am Trey Sapp, and we want to welcome our listeners from the Into the Western Wild podcast. We are thrilled you're here with us today, coming to you from the banks of the Salmon River. Garden spot of the Mountain West. It's a beautiful fall day. I say fall. It's not fall yet. It's still August, but uh, things are things are quietening we're, down. We're in transitions. We are in transitions. We're just a few days away from the first of September, and and uh, uh, some of the crazy of summer has slowed down That's a little right. bit. Are starting to uh, fire starting to slow down a little bit. It's getting That's a little right. quieter. Um, but uh, fairs kind of fair weeks yeah. over. That's right. That's a biggie <laughs> in this community. So um, maybe this morning there's a lot of folks kind of taking a deep breath around here. That's of, right. Of clean air, and uh, uh, we're we're turning our attentions toward fall things. That's right. And, yeah, school's about to start. Yeah, Got to do that week. fall feeding of your grass this week. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna feed my grass. I'm tired of mowing it. <laughs> It can eat for itself. <laughs> That's right. But school, yeah, just a couple days away. Couple days away uh, yeah. I know the kids are, are uh, gearing up, whether they're excited or, or not. I see yeah. both of those in my house. Yeah. Uh, our college students have have headed off to school. Yeah. And uh, it's a beautiful time of year. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm ready for fall. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I am ready too. for fall. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's... There is an aspect of fall that that we uh, truly love that's not tied to school, and that's we're getting closer and closer to what you call the most wonderful time of the year. We are. <laughs> Actually, I have an elk tag in my pocket right now that's live. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, grouse kicks up this week. I mean, right now, I mean, it's, yeah. time. it's it, time. It is, it is. You're right, Trey. It's time. It's, 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 that, it's, a, it's, the most, it's almost the most wonderful time of the year. Well, we're, wow. we are going to continue here in Second Peter, but prior to that, and uh, it, because it is that time of the year, I thought it would be kind of neat if we just took a moment to uh, pray over our schools, our teachers, our That's administrators, great. our kids that are headed back, our, our young adults, our parents as they are uh, transitioning to, and there, it's just a beautiful time to kind of... Uh, Together, lift up a prayer for all those involved in the beginning of school. That's a good thing, Trey. Why? Would you like to do that, Pastor Mike? Would you pray for our uh, our school? Like I'm going to say no when you ask me this. (laughs) No, man, I will absolutely, absolutely. Let's pray, Father. We do thank you for this time of year, and we do thank you for uh, you know look forward to the changing of seasons and uh, the changing of pace. Uh, Life life changes as we change seasons and. Kids and teachers, administrators go back to school and, and, and all, everything around that. Homeschoolers starting. I've talked to a couple of those this week as well. And and uh, God, for all of the schools around this valley, um, and, and there are several options, absolutely. Um, the private schools, the charter schools, the public schools, and the homeschoolers. We just pray for the teachers. We lift them to you, God. Uh, we pray for a safe year. We pray for a beneficial year. Uh, we pray for uh, just a, a good year of education. We pray for students and uh, God for, uh, um, you know, a lot of times on the first day, there's a little jitters, a new class or new teachers, or for some people that are new in the community, a new school. And we just pray all that. It, it goes smoothly and well. We pray for bus drivers as they travel and, 
and just for safety for kids that are driving back and forth to school as well. And uh, we just pray that safety over this entire year and ask for that, Lord Jesus. We pray for the school administrators um, in, in each of these settings. And God, just give them all wisdom. Uh, give them all wisdom and uh, help them to know your grace and your sufficiency, Lord, and a presence with you and, and, and to know who you are. And uh, Lord, lean on you and trust in you. And we just we pray for these schools. We pray for all of this in the strong name of Jesus Christ and ask your blessings. Amen. Amen. Mike, I know we're about to to jump in here to Second Peter, but I, I want to do one more thing to delay us, but I think it's worthwhile. All right. Uh, I'll you, try to catch up. <laughs> you, you prayed uh, very appropriately, um, and, and I know these words are very, very much on purpose. You prayed for some of those new folks in our community, and we do. We live in a community that over the last few months has seen quite a bit of growth. Oh, yeah. And uh, we are so excited. We want to welcome all those new families uh, and, and new people that are in our community, whether you're here for a short time or whether you've moved here, we're, we're excited. But, but Pastor Mike, on the 17th of September, we're doing something pretty special yeah, well, as kind of a, a welcome. Yeah. I started to say you can't throw a rock without hitting new people, but don't do that. Please don't. Don't yeah, do no, that. No. <laughs> um, we, we, uh, that's, that's a bad way to express this. If you're new in this valley, welcome. We, we understand why you want to live here. We, want, we understand why you want to move here. Um, and, and we're glad you're in a community and at yeah. St. Valley Baptist Church, we're going to have a new neighbor party. Yeah. We want to invite you. We want to invite you. That's right. It, it's free of charge. There's going to be a, some incredible food. Games. We have some games out there and we're... Meet some neighbors. Yeah. You'll get to meet some other folks that are new in the community. Plus get to meet some of our locals that are part of our church family. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. we just want to welcome you here to the Valley, to the community. We want to, uh, Introduce you to the church. We want we want to just have some fun. Yeah, and get to know you a little yeah. bit. Weather so. permitting, it'll kind of it'll be outside. Yep, um, it'll be a cookout kind of thing. And like I said, food's provided. Um, I say that in I say that not having a clue what the menu is, um, but it'll be a cookout but kind we of know, thing. And we the food know will the be people pro- providing. We know people that we know the provider people. God Knowing provides, the providers, we, yeah, that's right. But no, these um, uh, these folks that are cooking, they do a good job. And listen, that's a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. No strings. We're not trying to trick you into anything. Yeah. Uh, we just want to meet the new neighbors, you know? So that's at five o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, September 17th. We'll go a couple hours there and we'll just we'll just play games. The kids will play games. There's volleyball, sand volleyballs out there. And yeah. We've got a bounce house. We've got a bounce house. What's that uh, round pin game? I can't think of the that name of it. That is Gaga Ball. Gaga Ball. Yeah. If you don't know what Gaga Ball is, none of us did either, but yeah. we have it now. And, and <laughs> the kids are pretty obsessed with that Gaga Ball. They thing. do love that, it. That they looks do pretty love fun, it. actually. I call it a round pin, but that's, it, it looks like a round pin. It's just a smaller one. Some of you'll know what I mean. But anyway. So we're, we are, we're thrilled. We hope you can make it. And, and honestly, uh, anyone is welcome. We'd love to see you. But we really want you to, uh, if you're new in our community, we would love to meet you. We really Absolutely. encourage you to be there. Welcome. We are going to jump into Second Peter, uh, still in chapter 1. And today we're looking at verses 10 and 11. And Mike, up to this point, we've, we've kind of seen what God's done. Then we've seen our... Uh, response. There's evidence in our lives of what God has done, but but even in in the words that that the Holy Spirit inspires Peter to write, it's more than just our response. It's our responsibility. Is that a fair way to say that? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The, the very first word in verse ten is so. Some translations say therefore. Right. Well, anytime you see that, it's kind of like, well, so what? You know, you kind of got to back up and look at the verses right before it, because this verse is going to be contingent 
yeah. on that, you know. And the first couple of verses or the first four verses, uh, man, it just talks about God's provision. He's given us everything we need in life. Yeah. Everything we need for this life, everything we need for eternal life. He's given us everything. And and then he's given us some responsibility in that. What he gives us does not come without responsibility. Um, we've got a moral and ethical responsibility to live like him and for him. Yeah. And uh, and when we don't, you know, verses eight and nine talk about it. We end up useless yeah. and blind. As a, as you know, we're 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 not living out the Christian life that we're called to live out. And we should say that again. And we encourage you to kind of go back and, yeah. and look at the podcast and and walk through uh, the first few verses of Second Peter with us. Absolutely. But this is not for your detriment. This is for your benefit. Yes. This is a Absolutely. gift. This responsibility isn't isn't just to um, uh, God's not looking for you to continually earn something. He is looking for a transformed and changed life, a life that is lived in response to all that He has done and all that He has provided. Yeah, and that's a that's a gift. That's yeah, that's a wonderful thing. Absolutely. But the responsibility, yes, <laughs> it's there. It's there. Well, right here it is in verse 10. So, brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. Again, these things referring back to verses 5 through 7, you know, the, yeah. the responsibility, how a Christian should live. Um, but, man, work hard to prove you really are among those God has called and chosen. Yeah, Trey, is that saying we work for our salvation? Oh, that's a great question. Because it, it, if you take a verse out of context like this, it could very much sound like that. And, and this is not taking away anything from the incredible and abundant grace of God. Right. This, this is the kind of work that, that we're created to do. Before Adam and Eve fall into sin, before humanity falls into sin, work existed. There was a... There was this opportunity in the Garden of Eden to work. There's an opportunity in eternity to put uh, put our, our bodies and our hands hard to work at something. And here we've been given this great gift of a relationship with God. And it says, hey, don't fall away from this. Make right. this the priority of your life. Make this the center. Work hard to work keep this hard. as more important than anything else because anything else we pursue loves us less than Jesus does. Anything else we pursue loves us less. Have you ever heard anybody say that, uh, um, you know, maintaining a healthy marriage, maintaining healthy relationships takes some work? Yeah. 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 And But but worth it. But worth it. That's yes. exactly right. Um, good marriages don't just happen. Yeah. They don't just happen. Yeah. You know, uh, they happen because people are committed to one another and they, uh, some people don't like it when you say that, but they you work hard at a relationship. Yeah. You work hard at a relationship. You yeah. do the things that you need to do to carry on in that relationship. The Lord says here, work hard. Make, I mean, be diligent, earnest, eager. Uh, make every effort to do your best. And when it says prove there, it means to demonstrate that you really are a child of God. Yeah. You're not working hard so you can be a child of God. Right. You're working hard to demonstrate, yeah. to prove that you are a child of God. Yeah, it, and we wouldn't necessarily balk at that in a relationship. We, I mean, you brought up our relationship with our spouse. Right. Um, 
I, I wouldn't balk at that idea of demonstrating faithfulness to my spouse, making sure that she knew, making sure that that the community knew my faithful desire to to be faithful to to my spouse. But when it comes to our relationship with God, work is work is kind of a buzzword. We're yeah, like, because it is. it is work doesn't earn our salvation. Our, no, work does not earn our salvation. And yet the grace that we have received and this transformation that has taken place and the salvation that he has so freely given, it drives us. Right. It, it moves us into a, a new life, a changed life, a, a new view on the world. And in that, man, that, that's what I want to do. I want to work hard at that. Yeah. I, I, want, I right. want that to define my life. Right, right. Now, when I say that, believe me, I am a flawed, messed up Pastor Mike sitting here, and he knows all my bumps and bruises and warts along the way. I'm a flawed, messed up person. I'll testify to it. But it is, <laughs> it is a desire right. to demonstrate, to work hard, to show that, uh, man, what Jesus has done in me is real, and I've never gotten over it. That's exactly right. This is not the only place in the New Testament that we see this idea about demonstrating our salvation or proving it. Philippians 2.12 says, work hard. Listen, I love the way this is. Work hard to show the results of your salvation. That's another way of saying what they've just said right here in, in 2 Peter. Yeah. Work hard to show the results of your salvation. But it even goes on to kind of give you an idea of what that looks like. Obeying God with with deep reverence and fear. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what it looks like to work hard is There's to a obey. seriousness to it. Yeah, is to obey, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, but listen to this, Trey. Here's something that's important about this. If you're working hard to prove that you're really among those God has called and chosen, there's a, there's something I think that's pretty cool about that. That means we can know yeah. that we're beyond those, that we're among those that are called and chosen. We can know we have a relationship yeah. with him. Yeah, there's an assurance there. There's an assurance there. You know, um, if somebody says, well, I'm not sure, or I don't know, or, um, y- you know, if you ask the question, what do you think happens to someone when they die? You know, well, I'm... You know, I think I'm a good person, or I think... No, 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 no. The Bible says, 1 John five thirteen says, I've written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. That's right. And the implication in verse 10 here that we've just been studying is you prove it, you demonstrate it, that yeah. you are one of those. That means there's an assurance yeah. that we can know that we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. We can know it. So just to just to put a, an exclamation on this same thing, because I'm going to repeat exactly what you were just saying. You're saying that a person can know that they know God, Absolutely. that they're going to heaven when they die. Absolutely. And then in that assurance of their salvation, they can give evidence in a changed life. Right, right. And, and there's a responsibility to make sure that evidence is there. The scripture also says, you know, that, you, that we'd be able to tell we, we're going to bear fruit. Yeah. You know? We're gonna bear fruit. We're gonna we're gonna look like, <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna do the works of of a believer. Yeah, you know, that's what it means when it says bear fruit. Yeah, you know, it's bearing the fruit of, of salvation. Well, Work hard to prove your, and and what a beautiful thing. Yeah, I, we we recently my my sons and I returned from a a mission trip with our student ministry here, and uh, and our our associate pastor Tyler Baker led this trip, and yeah. we were. We were working with the homeless in a, in a major city in the South, and it was just, it was incredible. But they, 
those people that were experiencing homelessness, which are so beautiful and valuable to God. Right. And so overlooked so many times by right. the people around them. When, when, especially saw it in my sons, because they're my sons and I'm watching them pretty close, but uh, right. to see the love of Jesus kind of worked out through them they were kind of that that water hose, that conduit of God's love from God to the people that they were they were ministering to. They were they were showing something about themselves. They were showing a change. They were showing a transformation that had taken place. But they weren't doing it because somebody was making them or because there was some just a duty to it. Mm-hmm. There was a joy in that as well. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were, I mean, it was sweaty. It was hard. It was uncomfortable. There was a work to it. Yeah. But there was such a joy involved in it. There right. was such a, um, to, to let others that God loves see how much God has changed. I mean, there was just, there was a power to it. There was, right. there were, and, and so this work isn't just, you know, put your head down and, and dig in and, and try harder. This is is that, man, you get to serve. You get to be a part of, of somebody else's life change. You get to be yeah. a part of, of yeah. seeing what God is doing in the earth. You get to be a part of his plan working out. We want to do that. We we want right. to be active right. in the kingdom of God. Yeah. And and that's boy, this is an opportunity. Yeah. It's not a wait, it's an opportunity. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I've been working with a individual recently whose life has really turned around in some incredible ways. And uh, uh, you're, you're exactly right, man. It's a joy to watch God work. Um, but, but if you're going to see him work, guess what you have to be doing? You have to be following him and, and yeah. doing the things that he's called us to do. Yeah. You have to be in obedience to him. Yeah. If you're going to be seeing him work around you, um, man, what a joy that is. Yeah. I can't sit on the couch and see what God's doing in a homeless camp. No. I got to get out there in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. It's interesting. That verse closes with do these things or practice these things and you'll never fall away. Yeah. You'll never fall away. Um, Trey, there, there's there's a lot of people out there that, uh, oh, one time I, I went to church or one time I made a decision about God or one time I, I said I trusted Christ or something like that, but then they... You don't see any follow through. Yeah. You don't see any follow through at all. Yeah. You know, and 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 so there's there's like a warning right here. Yeah. Or or a or an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of the way it reads um, is that I don't want to fall away, and this is how not to. You yeah. know. Right. There, there's a hey hey I don't want to break down on the side of the road. This is the maintenance that needs to be done. Maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do these things. I mean. It, it, We've got to do this Christian life. Yeah. We've got to do it. We yeah. can't. It's, it's not, not a sideline. It's not a Sunday morning, hour and a half kind of deal. Yeah. We've got to do the thing. No. And both you and I, we love, Kylie, we, we could do just a podcast on, on sports and, and be just da, as, da, 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 da. having as much fun because we love that. But, uh, boy. Oh, Trey, let's be spiritual. We wouldn't have as much fun. <laughs> we would have as much fun, actually. Man, <laughs> I love having the ball in my hands. Yeah. I hate sitting on the sideline. Oh, yeah. I want to yeah. be in the game. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. I want to be in the game. Yep. And and yep. that when I read these verses, that's the same sense I get. I want to be in the game, not sitting on the sidelines watching. 
And the beauty of it is, just like in athletics, there's a grand celebration for kind of a championship or, you know, uh, this verse is leading in the direction of a pretty big celebration. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's let's close with one more thought before we go to that last verse, or verse 11. Um, the idea of the works associated with salvation is a common theme in the New Testament. Yeah. Again, not the works that lead to salvation, but the works that are the fruit of salvation. Yeah, the evidence of. Colossians 1.10, walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please Him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work, right? And increasing right. in the knowledge of God. You're growing in Him. James 7, 2.17 says, faith by itself isn't enough. That's scary when we first read that. Unless it produces good deeds, it's useless and dead, or it's dead and useless. So just say, oh, I've got faith. Well, show me the results of that faith. Yeah, yeah. if the because faith is real. If the faith is real, mm-hmm. there's something that's demonstrated by it. And uh, 1 John 2, 3, we can be sure we know him. Again, we can be sure we know him, but how does it say that? If we obey his commandments. Yeah. The idea of works as a result of salvation and fruit of salvation is all through Scripture. Yeah. All through Scripture. It's not a new concept. You'll never fall away. But then verse 11, man, is incredible. Yeah. I love verse 11. Yeah. Right? So we just come off this. Let me me just read verse 10 again and come back into verse 11. So, dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. And then verse 11, Trey's awesome. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that's the coolest thing. It is. That's, I mean, um, I, I, it's, it's baseball season and, uh, um, uh, I, I, I'm, I follow the Braves organist on, uh, <laughs> on, on, I promise this is going somewhere. I didn't know this. I, I follow the Braves organist on uh, Twitter, right? <laughs> on the social media. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by the Atlanta Braves organist in the ballpark. Yeah. Because he is clever at his walk-up songs yeah. that he plays <laughs> for the opposing team and for the Braves. <laughs> for the opposing teams, they're sometimes pretty snarky. Yeah. You know? But uh, I, this is almost God will give you a grand entrance. I'm hearing walk-up music, you that's know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that's lame, okay? But this is talking about God will give you... Yeah. Listen, I said this back in, in, in verse 2, I believe. When we put the words God and give together, that's grace. Yeah. Because we don't deserve anything. That's right. But to think that the creator God of the universe will give, again, that's incredible grace, a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know, I I don't know... um, I don't know if I've ever had a grand entrance anywhere. Right. You know, occasionally I introduce the couple that just got married as they come into their reception and everybody yeah. cheers, you know. That's right. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe at a sporting event somewhere when I was a kid, the teams were introduced <laughs> or something. I, you know, I, I don't remember a grand. That's right. Listen, number three man. in your programs, number one in your hearts. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> you know, I've certainly never had walk-up music. Um we should start that on Sunday mornings. You know, there should be a walk-up song for both of us. I'm teasing, folks. I'm teasing. But that's just an overwhelming idea that God would give you a grand entrance 
into his eternal uh, kingdom. I love this. The language there in the uh, uh, in the in the Greek that grand means abundantly large, Mm. abundantly large. That's awkward English if you were to say it. God will give you an abundantly large entrance into His kingdom. Um, (laughs) That reminds me though, and it makes me think of Psalm eighteen, eighteen through twenty. He's talking about verse in verse eighteen. about his enemies. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. Yeah. He brought me into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord has dealt with me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanliness of my hands. He has rewarded me. Now, it's not my righteousness. Yeah. It's Christ's righteousness as his child. That's right. But did you hear verse 19? He brought me out into a spacious place. Yeah. You know, that's a, um, an abundantly large entrance into yeah. the kingdom of God. I know I just keep going over that, but that's an incredible wording to me. Yeah. Um, an incredible wording to me. Well, again, this is not something that is being earned. This is something undeserved that he is doing, and he tells us how. He says, if you will just kind of, if you will live in this way that gives evidence of what I've done in your life. Then, mm. then when you walk into this unseen kingdom that's so much bigger and so much more real than what we understand right now, and the Bible has so much to say about, about eternity, it's so much bigger, so much more real than our, our culture gives credit for. Mm. And, and I know today is not the, not the lesson on that, but the reality is this is God shouting to others around, look, look, look who's here. Yeah. Look, look yeah. who's here. Yeah. That, look, can you believe, look who's here? Yeah. I'm so excited he's here. Yeah. I'm so excited she's here. I'm so excited. I've been I've been waiting to hang out. Look who's here. This is the father and the prodigal son saying, yeah. Look, my son who was dead has yeah. come home. Yeah. Let's have a party. <laughs> Kill the fat calf. Bring That's you right. some new clothes. That's right. We're gonna we're gonna party. There's another place, Psalm thirty one, verse eight. It says this You've not handed me over to the enemy, but you have set my feet in a spacious place. Yeah. That idea is right there in Scripture, man. Trey, God has an intention. God has a desire for every single one of us to have a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's right. It's an open invitation. Absolutely. To anybody listening right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all this this talk... um, about the evidence of our salvation, the reality is it begins with salvation. And we want you to know that before you even cut this program off the air, that you can know that you know that you know Jesus personally, that you can be assured that you're going to heaven, that you're going to spend eternity with him, and you can know uh, that you have the opportunity, the, the chance to live out his grace, his love in your life. You get a chance to work hard for him. And what a gift that is. You get to be in the game, not on the sidelines, in the game, doing the most important work that you could possibly do on this planet. Now, if you want to begin that relationship today, we want to invite you to it. We want to invite you to just pray with us. This is a prayer of confession of sin, but also a prayer of just putting your life and, and your realities before Jesus. And it goes something like this. Lord Jesus, I love you. I need you so bad. Lord Jesus, I need your forgiveness. I need your love. I am a sinner that is just absolutely desperate. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Come into my heart. 
and save me from my sins. Thank you for dying for me, for being buried and for raising again so that I could have a new life in you. Lord, I pray that you'll take over my life from this point forward. And I pray that I will know your love, your forgiveness, and have a great relationship with you as we walk through this life and then all of eternity together. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Now, folks, we want to know about that. If that's a prayer that you prayed today, if you gave your heart and your life to Christ, please let us know at salmonvalleybaptist.org. There on the Connect page, you can get a hold of Pastor Mike or myself. Let us know what God's doing in your life, whether that be beginning a relationship with Him for the very first time or anything else. We'd love to hear about it. We'd love to walk alongside you. We'd love to connect and pray with you. And uh, we're, we're really excited about uh, kind of leading into the fall as we move through Second Peter. So until next time, uh, we look forward to seeing you, hearing you, listening to you, talking to you on Into the Western Wild.